0: morning, everyone. It's great to be here this morning. What a beautiful, beautiful day. We're hoping that Memorial Day weekend will be just as nice. And uh, Memorial Day weekend Sunday uh, in the evening, starting at 4.30, there's going to be a barbecue over at the Kirkpatrick's. This is this next Sunday, so uh, get ready for that. It's always a wonderful tradition when family steps up to do that. Also, too, where's Carrie? She is such a Cute grandma. You know, we always ooh and aah over Avery, but, uh, man, she was pretty cute back there. It was kind of cool. So there she is. I was saying you're a cute grandma back there with your little granddaughter. So, uh, oh, and and Carrie this morning says, hey, what are you doing on July 31st, which is uh, Sunday evening? And I go, uh, she goes, we're having a barbecue at our house. So uh, if I understood you right, barbecue at the Drillinger's place, Sunday the 31st. In the evening. So uh, we'll barbecue uh, here in uh, Memorial Day. We're going to barbecue then over there. It'll be great. Okay, so there you are. Make sure you got that on your calendar, both the Memorial Day and the, the uh, one coming up in July 31st. Let's see. Father's Day the 19th. G4 Summit is August 4th through 6th. And then, of course, don't forget to put July 31st down as well. All right. Are there any other announcements I need to be aware of? You should know that this coming Sunday evening, a.k.a. tonight and the next week, is going to be uh, at the Parks Place. But June 1st is going to be at the Compton's Place. So in June, we'll be meeting at the Compton's homestead. Oh, is it your house? Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Oh, next Sunday. Wow. Wow, I just said that. that's good i'm glad i got people holding me accountable so we're going to continue to answer the eternal why on monday night uh wednesday evening uh we'll be at the parks place i got that one down yes thursday's lady study is on and then of course memorial day next week i'm going to be gone so uh brian bragg's going to be the preacher next sunday morning I don't know if that's a warning or uh, if that's a promotion, however you want to take it. Uh, But I know that Brian will do a great job. So I'm excited about that. And so with that, let's go through a couple of these words of encouragement. Ryan. I, I so appreciate your honesty and power in using personal examples to call us to greater devotion in our spiritual growth and being a light to those around us, somebody wrote a little chapter book for you there. So thank you, Ryan. All right, Tamra, I am so thankful uh, for your prayer support and the work of seeking lost souls and bringing the message of salvation to them. I should pr- appreciate. I'm going out, and I know I got the backing there. Here's another one, Ryan. Thank you. What a great reminder. Uh, needed that today. There you go. Good. All right, I, I love these messages from the Brag Boys, man. They're cool. All right, and I can read them. You know, my, my eyes go bad. These big old, these are awesome. Here we go. Mr. Ryan, I like it when you step up and speak God's word. Max, there you go. Uh, sorry about that, uh, Emma. Here's a, here's, there's two more for Ryan. So just, I'll read both of them, okay? Ryan, your message was awesome this morning, Ty. Mr. Ryan, I like listening to you speak the word of God. Sounds like they were, they were looking on each other's notes. There you go. Good job, boys. I love it. I love it. All right. Okay. Oh, and I got a whole, wow, I got a whole stack here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we'll preach my sermon when I get back from Montana. <laughs> uh, Brian, I am thankful you're doing the work of an evangelist where you work. I enjoy the tag team effort we are working. Uh, praise the Lord uh, for the fruit he is producing in and through us. And so I appreciate that. It's been fun. Uh, Jeff, my partner in crime. This is, this is Jeff Sharon. Uh, I'm assuming it's from Ken Wybert. So Jeff, my partner in crime. Thank you for the hours spent researching and prepping the repair for the steps. Lots of sacrifice for us all. Thanks, brother. And I'll tell you what, have you haven't seen the new steps that are coming online? Wow, we're talking. The new steps are going to be the nicest thing in this whole building. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This is a cute one. Holly and Alton, I thank you that you're good parents. You're always stepping up and always wanting to help us. Love, Royce. That's pretty sweet. Let's give it up for Royce. <laughs> and a great, a great mom and dad. That was awesome, And That's good and good spelling too, man. I got that one. Just thinking. Okay, here we go. We got more. Okay, I got these are ba- these are ballots. These are like uh, here we go. Oh my goodness! You don't need to fold them. It's okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jeff and Carrie, thank you for preparing the Bolton for us each week it is helpful and i appreciate your diligence in serving amen here we go jeff asks jeff sharon so thankful for you and your hard work on the building in up 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 something and uh updating and maintaining it uh, your hard work and the sacrifice are are clearly evident and greatly appreciated. And I'll tell you what, these old eyeballs love these new lights. Oh, I can see, I can see, I can see. All right. Ryan, so thankful you are real. Other than fake, this is good. Or artificial or something like that. That's great. Bill, so thankful for your leadership and your love of souls. You're so appreciated. Thank you. Liberty, I am so thankful you are here rather than there, wherever there might be. What a blessing and encouragement you are. There you go. And finally, she moved. moved. Different address in the building there. (laughs) Tony, how encouraging to see you with a big old heart. There you go. All right, good job, everybody. That was great. You know, it's kind of fun when people come from other churches and they go, wow, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Well, I think it's cool too. So, all right, let's grab our Bibles and we're going we're to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and not verse 12. I don't know what I was thinking when I typed this up. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8. We're only going to look at that one little verse and make a comment, and then jump right into what we're really going to be doing today. Uh, we're going to take a look at the one little word there that I think is so important. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8. Notice what Paul says to Timothy. He says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of, of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. You know, what? Well, verse 12 was the one I wanted. Verse 12, wow. For the, you know, I have to tell you really quickly, you know why I'm really... I worked from 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock last night, actually 8.30, tearing out my old fence, putting in new fence, and electrifying it. And it was fun. The last thing I did was touch it with a piece of grass. It was a shocking experience. I did it right. Woo-hoo. And I'm serious, non-stop. I didn't go into the house. My wife delivered food and water to me as she saw me wilting. So thank you, honey, for helping. Verse 12. (laughs) There we go. Verse 12, I hope. (laughs) So here we go. For this reason, I also suffer these things. But I'm not ashamed, for I know. I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day let's pray father i just would ask once again that you would help us to know that we can trust you that we can know that we can trust your son jesus christ you know there are some basic simple things in relationships uh, that are so powerful and profound and and really the core of any real deep uh, abiding intimate relationship is trust and father we understand that trust is built upon some real cornerstone principles. One is the follow-through on promises made. We can't really know that until the follow-through has taken place. But Holy Father, I pray that we would see once again the Apostle Paul fully understands this follow-through. So I ask this morning that we would look at what the Word of God says about knowing that we can trust you no matter what father we ask this in your son's name jesus amen you know the apostle paul said he entrusted his soul he entrusted his whole life to jesus christ and you know the apostle paul was striving to live a holy and blameless life and he was excelling still more and more in that you know oftentimes i think that uh, and I've listened to people over the many years I've been a Christian, and they say, I can't trust God because he let me down in this relationship, or he let me down in that relationship, or let me down in this relationship. Well, you know, with relationships with people, that's just a given. I hate to tell you that, but it's true. Now, I've let my wife down a lot over the years. And you're saying, well, why are you bragging? I'm not bragging about that. I'm ashamed of that. But I'm not ashamed of striving to be better. I'm not ashamed of the challenges and difficulties that we've been through that we've overcome. It's important for us to recognize that the follow-through in regards to building trust is so critical. And so when we were having problems in our relationship, working through those and following through with what we said we would do, is what really helped build that trust back. Talk's cheap. Would you agree with that? Anybody agree with that? Talk's cheap. You can say anything. But the follow-through, having made commitments and promises, is a follow-through that is so important. You know, even this morning, I, I received a text. You know, I send out, hey, do you have any praises or prayer requests? Well, I received a text, and I would say, please don't, don't share names or dates or locations or whatever. But another couple reached out to me and said, we're, we're struggling. So commitments made, but the follow through has not been so good. How many would agree that, that to build trust, there's got to be follow through on commitments made? Would anybody agree with that? You know, what we say is one thing, but what we say and the follow up, what we do regarding what we say is really the key to building trust you know god has promised that that everything that we need for life and godliness is going to be provided for us and you know the scripture romans 8 and verse 28 where he talks about the blessings that will come see all things work for good to those who love god and are called according to his purpose so in human relationships, the, 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 the truth of building trust follow through follow-through is correct. But as humans, we fall short. God does not. Why do we trust in everything or anything else before we trust in God? Why do we do that? Because we can see each other and we can see how smart we are. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, I'm speaking of myself. It'll come up a little short when compared to God. This morning, I want you to read a passage of scripture with me that's going to set the stage for truly knowing that God follows through. Turn with me to the book of Philippians and chapter 3. The book of Philippians and chapter 3. And I want to begin in verse 1. To get the context, but we're really going to be uh, slowing down and and working through uh, verses nine and ten of this morning. That's where we really want to focus. But I want to get the, the the setup for what is being spoken here. The apostle Paul in prison—like that's a surprise. But this is one of the first times he's in prison, and he's using his time wisely to encourage the brethren. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things again is no trouble to me, and it's a safeguard for you. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. We put no trust in the flesh, although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh. If anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. Wow, that's a powerful statement right there. As to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things as loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish, literally but dumb, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own, derived from the law but a righteousness which is through the faith of christ the righteousness comes from god on the basis of faith now verse 10 that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that i may attain to the resurrection of the dead now, the lesson plan that you have in front of you gives you the, the, the Greek uh, references. You can do your own work on that if you would like. I try to do that for that express purpose. You can go back and, and see if these things are so. But I want to begin by sharing with you that everything that Paul says is because he has found God, Christ Jesus, to be faithful he trusts fully in Christ Jesus. When he said that in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, I know him and have believed and am persuaded. That word know back there is different than this. these two. The word know back there is I've come to the point in my life where I'm fully assured, I absolutely know that he's going to follow through. Here he, ought, here he is early in his ministry one of the first imprisonments and he makes the statement in regards to knowing and he's come to a, a, an assurance that christ is going to follow through that word knowing right there in in for point number one the surpassing value of knowing him means a clear and certain perception of what is true about christ And that clear and certain perception has come with searching and investigating whether Christ is consistently followed through. Do you remember when the very first imprisonment took place for the Apostle Paul? There he is in in Philippi and he's doing a good work. First missionary journey and he ends up, you know, getting beaten mercilessly and thrown in prison. He trusted God and God delivered and also brought about the establishment of the church in Philippi. He's now writing them. Look, I'm almost ready to go home. And I've learned something about God. He follows through. Now, brethren, what's the surpassing value in trusting yourself or others versus the value of trusting God? How many of you have ever made a promise to yourself and you didn't follow through? How many have ever made those January 1, I am going to do this this year, and you didn't follow through? Don't raise your hand. I'll raise my hands for you, my fingers, okay? You didn't follow through on a commitment to yourself. I won't ask you if if you have not followed through on a commitment you made to someone else. But I know that if you're like me, you have done that. We all have done that. But Christ never fails. Christ never fails. Everyone and everything will fail you, but Christ will not. The surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus Knowing builds trust. Knowing he's going to follow through. You can't, you can't put your money on anyone or anything and it's going to be sure. You can't do it. But you can with the Lord. Many, many, many years ago, and you've heard this one before, but just in brief, I guaranteed Matt and Jennifer Keikla they'd have a great marriage. Only if they followed the plan that God has for marriage. Now, can I guarantee that? If a person follows the word of God. Now, notice marriage is one of those things where there's two parties. Choose wisely. I remember the old Indiana Jones movie. It holds true. In this world, for that relationship, that covenant relationship, choose wisely. Can you have a great marriage? Yes, absolutely. Our marriage was very rocky for the first several years because I wasn't living according to a biblical standard. Sharon wasn't either. And I'm not telling on her. She would be up here telling you that too. We weren't. We were selfish. Because the other person wasn't providing for our needs. But as soon as we figured out it's not about me, it's about Sharon. And as soon as she figured out it's not about Sharon, it's about Bill. Man, I'm telling you what, life is amazing. Life is amazing. Actually, yesterday was a beautiful day of my killing my body, but just building my relationship with my wife. We were out in that garden area the whole day having fun, okay? It was awesome. And then when we got down to the, oh, no, we're not going to get it done, and the deer are going to eat everything in the garden. (laughs) I said, honey, can you help me out? Man, I'm telling you what, she dropped what she was doing and slaying them weeds because she'd already got them all slayed. Yes. And she started... I gave her a drill. Oh, that's a dangerous thing. (laughs) And man, she was going to town. It was great. And so, man, that just kind of built me up to go, how did that happen when however many years ago we started out thinking, oh, this is going to be all we need is love. We didn't even know what love was. (laughs) Obviously, we didn't. Love sacrificing. Jesus sacrificed everything for you, 100%. You know what? He put his money on you. He put his life on you. He shed his blood for you. He paid the full price of your sin for you. Talk about trust. As a Christian, we're in a trust relationship. If your relationship with God falls apart, whose fault is it? (laughs) It's not the Lord's. (laughs) See, so we need to follow through as Jesus Christ has and always will follow through. That's how important it is. You know, when you follow through for the Lord Jesus, you're stepping up, you're going to be following through for your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you're going to be following through for those who are not yet Christians. There's power there. Notice it says that I may know him. Take a look at verse 9 there once again. So powerful. And may be found in him not having a righteous excuse me verse uh, eight there sorry about that verse eight more than that more than all the stuff i've ever gotten or received more than that i count all things in law lo- to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing christ jesus my lord for whom i'm suffered the loss of all things you see you need to understand that the righteousness is our commitment to to follow and walk in the footsteps of Jesus. The faith of Christ, by the way. I know what your Bible says faith in Christ. It's actually faith of Christ. Now, how do you have the faith of Christ? Did Jesus Christ trust his Father in every moment, in every breath? Absolutely. That's why he could be the, the one and only man who was pure enough, perfectly pure to be the propitiation for our sins. That's that's how that's done. Now, brethren, I I want you to know that the only way that you're going to come to know him is time, listening, sharing your burdens, seeking his favor, and then following through. Time spent with the Lord. Not here, But every day, time spent with the Lord. You know, I love it when, when uh, Brian has gotten up here and he says, you know, I don't pray like Bill. Well, that's fine. You don't need to pray like me. Okay. You need to pray like Jesus. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. Hey, if you are gonna have the faith of Christ, you need to pray like Jesus. Now, Jesus did what I do, but Jesus also did what you do. He kind of did the whole thing. When we are in a crisis and we know that we can't accomplish it, we cry out to him. But in that morning prayer time that I do, it could be in your evening or lunchtime or whatever, is to have a devoted, dedicated time of prayer and conversation about the week to come, about the folks you're studying with, about the work and the challenges at work. All of those things are essential. You think God cares about that? Absolutely, positively. And so time with him, conversation, listening, and then the follow through in your commitments. Look at point number three, knowing the power of the resurrection. brother. when you were immersed into Christ, doesn't it say that you were crucified with Christ and you are raised up with him to walk in the newness of life? Doesn't it say that, that you were raised up with Christ? Notice your sins were washed away and you were given the Holy Spirit and you were raised up to do something. You're raised up to follow through. You're raised up to follow through. He did all the hard work up front and he gives you all of the blessings in the heavenly places from his hard work. And now he asks you to trust him because he has accomplished all the hard work. Oh, by the way, just a side note, he's doing all the hard work for you right now. You know those times when you pray and it's impossible? I can't do this. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough strength. I don't have enough money. I don't have... He's the one that follows through. He's your intercessor. What's an intercessor? Lord, I have a need and I can't make it happen. Will he answer you? Every single time. Well, he hasn't answered me yet. Well, of course he hasn't. You're impatient. Maybe he's teaching you a lesson. Okay. Uh, he answered me, no, when I really needed it. Actually, maybe you didn't. Maybe you needed something different. Who knows better what you need, you or him? Well, I don't want to answer that. One. I plead the fifth you know it he knows everything perfectly well i'm not going to pray because then i'm no pray pray and let god answer he's an intercessor he did all the hard work up front he gives you the holy spirit he empowers you to go forth and then through this life in prayer and petition he does the hard work that you can't do it's absolutely amazing and he'll always follow through can he be trusted? Paul trusted him implicitly. The power spoken here is the dunamis power, the power to walk in courage, the power to walk in confidence, the power to go through any suffering and come out that better person, stronger person on the other end. Now, I don't know if you're going to like this next one. I kind of struggle with it a little bit too. Take a look at verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. This is where it gets a little rugged. It gets a little rugged for me. The fellowship of Christ's sufferings. You know, when I was younger as a Christian, man, I want to be like Paul when I grow up. And then you see what happens upon you go, maybe I just want to be me when I grow up. Okay. Just want to hang out in Pleasant Hill and, you know, you know. <laughs> I want to be like Jesus when I grow up? Are you kidding me? You know what they did to Jesus, don't you? You don't? Well, no, I think you do. This ends. If I grow up and I'm just walking just like Jesus, hey, guess what? The fellowship of his sufferings. And notice the next one there. The fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. By the way, the fellowship was of his sufferings, koinonia is that word. I think we all know koinonia, right? Koinonia means to share together with. You know, when we have a nice barbecue this coming Memorial Day or, or July 31st, we're going to come together and uh, we're going to have good fellowship. We're going to consume that a great American pastime barbecue together. To have fellowship in his sufferings we have to know something about suffering our mindset going into suffering is either going to make us or break us it's going to make us better or bitter scripture clearly teaches that suffering will purge us of selfishness or it will embitter if it purges us of selfishness Hmm, are you going to be better on the other side? Because if you're not selfish, what are you? You're not null and void. If you're, not, if you're not selfish and you're not null and void, what are you? Selfless. The suffering that Sharon and I went through was self-imposed when we were younger in our marriage. Would you agree with that, honey? It was self-imposed. But it helped us because it was so excruciatingly painful to figure out what do we need to do to restore. Wait a minute. It says in the Bible we can have this great, blissful, amazing, unlike no other. How's that even possible? Well, we had to figure it out. And we had to, what? In that pain of suffering, we had to decide that we have to crucify the old man, crucify the old woman, and live like Jesus selfless that's hard to do it's hard to do if both parties aren't committed to that truth if both parties were committed to that truth then the restoration and reconciliation would take place so brethren let me encourage you as we look at this there's so many different important important truths here the fellowship of his sufferings mean you stand up for doing what's right and when you do that there's going to be suffering well that's not fair well life's not fair and the devil doesn't play fair you stand up and you do what's right it was shared this morning by scott powerful message powerful message elijah stood all alone against the forces of evil of his day all alone will you Against the forces of evil that are coming. My prayers is that this community, this community you see right here, will draw closer together. That's why God created the church for this community of of like minded men and women, this family that Jesus Christ died for, would come together and work together and help each other. Thus, we need to trust each other. Actually, that's really where we're heading at the end of this year. How do we learn to trust one another when the times get really tough? So we we'll are spend several lessons on that, looking in the scriptures and sharing examples. Let's close with this. Being conformed to his death. There is a whole bunch of different ways we can be conformed to his death. How many of you know the Bible says clearly if you want to come after Jesus, you must deny yourself and take up your cross daily to die with Christ, to be conformed to his death is to crucify the self. He crucified, he was crucified for you and those old nasty vile things that are still in you, you now have the power to crucify them using the word of God. You got sin habits in your life that are destructive to you individually or destructive to your relationships, you need to crucify those and you can do that through the word of God, the sword of the spirit. But I would share with you that it may be that we are actually conformed to his physical death. That may come. The question is, is are you ready? To not give up the faith. To remain faithful. I think all of us need to be conformed to his death by dying to sin. Look at Romans chapter 6 really quickly as we close up this morning. Romans chapter 6 verse 10 and 11. Listen to what it says here in verse 10 and 11 about Jesus Christ. For the death that Jesus died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. The death he died, he died to sin. You need to crucify the self. You need to die to sin. Sin, The word death to sin means sin is removed. And that's how you do it. You crucify yourself by repentance. I think that's the more important of the two because if you do that now when the time comes and your life is taken because you've done what is right and evil men would take your life, you'll be prepared for that. Why? Because you have crucified the self. No longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I've been crucified with him. I'll live right till the very last breath. We need to get that mindset. We need to get that mindset now when it's in the green tree or when it's easy. Again, I've shared this before. When tough times comes, do you whine, moan and groan and complain? Or do you go, okay, Lord, what do I need to learn from this? Lord, what's my part in this problem? What do I need to do to alleviate my portion of that problem? Lord, help me to see it. And then father, help me to get through it. I love this passage of scripture. I have this passage of scripture memorized. I want to know him and the fellowship of his sufferings, the power of his resurrection and being conformed to his death. I desire that now and at the last day. Brother, we need to be prepared. I'm so thankful that, that many, many years ago we started with the power of positive and we're still doing it today. Thank you for whoever wrote that. I have them all in my office, in my desk. I pull them out every once in a while and go, hey, someone is thankful for me. (laughs) It's powerful. And now we're we're moving into deeper, critically important things, the power of trust. And we'll continue to do that. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, the Apostle Paul came to fully know you, which produced an absolute confidence and courage in every life situation, he relied completely upon you and your help in serving, uh, uh, serving him by empowering him to serve others. Father, I would pray that you would help us have that same mindset. May we, dear Heavenly Father, have that mindset to trust fully because your follow-through has been consistent over the ages and even in our own lives. Dear Heavenly Father, if we don't believe that, it's because we're not seeing things as we ought to see them. Or we are selfishly motivated rather than selflessly desiring to live like you and for you. I pray that you would reveal those things to us individually so that we can be strong and faithful to the end. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Let's...